Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. And before we jump into episode 7, I want to thank you guys for taking time to leave reviews on iTunes about the show. Your feedback is greatly appreciated, and also it gives us a little bit of input as to what you're looking for in upcoming episodes. So before we jump into this week's episode, I want to read one of the reviews that we have. Jay with the Big Buck Podcast wrote, Great new show. Always great to hear a new podcast about turkey hunting. And if you haven't checked out Jay's podcast, the Big Buck Podcast on iTunes, you need to take time to listen to that. Jay does a wonderful job with the show. He also has some fantastic guests and is just a very entertaining show. So I highly encourage you to check out the Big Buck Podcast on iTunes. Speaking of feedback and reviews on iTunes, I've gotten some feedback from you guys about wanting me to do a show about turkey hunting on public land. Since Turkey hunting on public land is a topic that I need to learn more about as well. I decided to dig around a little bit and see if I could find an expert to come in and teach us some things about turkey hunting on public land. So I stumbled across somebody that I feel like is a wealth of knowledge on the subject. I'm not going to let you know who it is just yet. So let's get right into this week's episode. I'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Today, I'm extremely excited to have a very special guest with us on the show. I bumped into him at one of our local sporting goods stores here. They were having a turkey hunting promotion at their store, and I struck up a conversation with this gentleman and hit him up for some of his time to be on the podcast. He readily agreed, and I'm just very happy that we were able to get on his schedule. My guest today is a former barber from Kentucky who through coincidence met and became fast friends with his current and longtime business partner. They started a game call business not long after meeting in an effort to get enough money to go on a turkey hunting trip in Missouri. Now, over 40 years later, he's one of the most recognizable personalities in the hunting industry. His game call company blossomed into quite a venture, and he and his business partner sold the company in 1996. His hunting show, Ultimate Hunting, is one of the most highly rated outdoor shows on television. Today, he still works hard developing new calls and products for the company and working on his TV show. I'm pleased to introduce Harold Knight, who's going to share with us tips for turkey hunting public land. Harold, thank you for being on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Andy. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. 
Well, I, I thank you. It's quite an honor to have you on here. I've, I've been hunting for most of my life and, uh, you know, once the DVD, well, I guess at that time it wasn't DVDs, but once the uh, VCR hunting shows came out, I knew who you were right off the bat and all of my buddies in college were watching turkey hunting shows and VCR tapes and you were on there. And so uh, it's, it's quite a pleasure for me to be able to to speak to you today so thank you you make me feel old and uh, i guess you're right i am getting older but uh you know we have been turkey hunting a while i think uh last year was my i believe 58 or nine years that i've turkey hunted in a row wow and uh i tell you i'm telling my age but uh you know time passes quick uh uh i still enjoy turkey hunting uh, i'll tell you i enjoy a lot of hunting uh different types of hunting but turkey hunting, it's something about it. After all these years, I have never figured it out. Uh, I'll go several days in a row maybe and take people and we'll kill turkeys, but then all at once, uh, I have to get on my knees and I get humble and try to figure out how to kill one. So I'm I still learning. I can tell you that after all these years. I think that's part of what makes the sport so interesting is that we're we're always learning. You know, if you're if you're not going to be a student in the turkey woods, you're not going to kill a turkey. That's right. You know, I've told this many a time. You know, I've laid in bed uh, waiting to get daylight, and I'd be writing a speech out just exactly what I was going to do the next day. I mean, I had I had the eyes dotted and the t's crossed. You know, when I got out there, I had to change it most of the time because, uh, you know, it just it just ain't no way you put it on paper what you're going to do. That's it, exactly right. Uh, there's so many variables in it that, uh, and so many things can happen that uh, you just can't uh, tell exactly or tell a person exactly what to do, when to do. Now, there's a lot of things that work. We know that, you know, I've learned over the years, but... There's a lot of things that work today that might not work tomorrow, too. That's very true. Well, who introduced you to the sport of hunting? I'd have to say my family. You know, I was raised up in uh, the land between the lakes in the western part of Kentucky. And right now, that's the land between the lakes. That's where I was born and raised. It's a national recreation area now. And uh, it, uh, the TVA, Tennessee Valley Authority, came in and condemned all the land and moved all the people out and mm-hmm. made a national recreation area. And uh, that's what is called land between the lakes now. It's between Lake Barkley, which is on the east side, and on the west side of it is Kentucky Lake. Kentucky Lake runs for over 150, 60, 70 miles, and Lake mm-hmm. Barkley runs for about 90 miles. And it's two major reservoirs, and they are rated as some of the best fisheries in the, in the country right now. But uh, there's always been wild turkey uh, ever since, you know, man, I guess, the Indians. Uh, they've been there since Indian time. And, uh, of course, they reintroduced them and, and made them more prolific on raising everything, but... Uh, there's always been wild turkeys in the land between the lakes ever since I can remember. And my parents and grandparents and all tell me they've been there ever since I can remember. And I've been to land between the lakes 
actually went up there turkey hunting with, with my buddies from college. And for those of you who have not been to Land Between the Lakes, whether you go there on a turkey hunt or you go there to fish in one of the two reservoirs on either side of it, or you just go to camp out and hang out, it is spectacular. It is really a beautiful, beautiful place. And I've seen some of the biggest trees on Land Between the Lakes and I've ever seen in my life. As Some of us got to be virgin timber. Just well, it is some big timber there, and uh, yeah. I understand that's more people visit land between the lakes, I think, than anything in the state of Kentucky. And of course, okay. the the land between the lakes is is in Kentucky and Tennessee, and I find the biggest majority of it's in Kentucky, but a big portion of it's in Tennessee also. And they have a ORV area there where there's literally thousands of people come and ride their four-wheelers and ATVs of all kinds. And then they have a Wrangler camp where there's thousands of people coming there with the horse trailers, and, and they got several hundred-mile trails uh, horseback, and it's really a popular place. Well, how old were you when you killed your first turkey, and, and where did you kill him? Did you kill him there? Well, at, at, I, was, I was around 11 years old, and I killed him laying between the lakes. You know, it's, they had the season there, the first season of 1960. And I, to be honest with you, I, before they ever had a season, I had some of the old hunters, they would have territories. They didn't even own the land, but they everybody knew their territory. And they turkey mm-hmm. hunted before they ever had a season. And one of them took me under his wing and said, I, I was interested, you know. And he mm-hmm. said, and he couldn't hear good. But he, I had good young ears, and he wanted me to listen, you know, and he taught me a lot. And they had the first season, and I was 16 years old, and I'd already been pretty well seasoned hunting with him and watching him and 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 talking to all of the old-timers that hunted for years, you know. And when they had the season, I went, and I was, I think it was 12 turkeys killed, and I killed, killed one of them. And that really set me on fire to really want a turkey hunt. I just couldn't wait right. for the next year. And I tell people, uh, you know, I, I look out my window here at the house and see turkeys every day. I, I love turkeys, and I'm the friend all except the month of April. Most times the month of April, <laughs> I'm at him. And so you make it through there, and I usually leave him go. And, but, you know, uh, Andy, I don't get to go by myself. I, I only hunted just a couple of times the last couple of years by myself. It's usually somebody every day. It's usually a film crew or there's some right. young person who wants to go turkey hunting and and it's no problem to get shooters. Most of the people like to shoot them and, uh, and I don't mind that. I've already been blessed over the years to get to uh, shoot a lot of turkeys and see a lot of turkey shots so I let people shoot them and, uh, that I go with and and that, you know, I enjoy that. I still get a kick out of that. Yeah, that's getting a, a hunter's first turkey or her first turkey is so exciting. I, I get as much joy out of that as I do squeezing the trigger on one myself, and there's nothing like it. So well, that's, I, that's right. You you know that when you see some of your family kill the first turkey or, or see a, a young person kill the first turkey, it, it's thrilling to them, and I tell you what, it's still a thrill to me. I've got seven grandkids, and 
and uh, a lot of them like to go and I usually Dave and I he we share it too and we try to get them out there hunting every year and let them kill their two turkeys. I enjoy seeing them hunt. I watched uh, over the years. I don't know how many turkeys that I've been around that's been killed, but it's been a bunch of them, and I've seen a lot of people up in the hundreds kill the first turkey. And that's always exciting for them and me, as I said that long ago. But that is an exciting time. Well, having grown up where you've grown up, you're no stranger to hunting public land, are you? Absolutely not. You know, uh, I think that uh, we live right here uh, geographically where I live, and it's Fort Campbell, Kentucky, which has mm-hmm. a hundred thousand acres of public land, and then we have land between the lakes has a hundred and eighty-five thousand acres of public land, and then we have some state parks that it's uh, not far from us that has public hunting ground, and I'm very familiar with public hunting, and and you know public hunting for turkeys it's uh, it's different from going out there to your little honey hole and nobody else is around. It's uh, it's a different game. Very true. And, you know, I'll, I say, and everybody's got their own theory on this, but I say that being successful when you're turkey hunting is 60% of knowing the land that you're hunting, 50% of knowing what the turkeys on that property are doing, like knowing where they're going, knowing what they're doing when they get there and why they want to be there, when they're going to get there. 10% of it's knowing where to set up, and 5% is knowing when to call, what to say, and when to shut up. And now, oh, yeah. I'm I to agree with you. If you do the math on all that, and I'm no expert in math, I'm just a, a lowly mortgage broker here in Birmingham, but if you do the math on that, I believe that adds up to about 125%. Uh, do you do you think that scouting and knowing the public land is more important than it is knowing your the private land that you hunt? Well, it's certainly important. In other words, uh, one of the methods I do when I'm hunting public land I'll use this as, for example, in Land Between the Lakes. I used to hunt Land Between the Lakes every day of the season. And what I would do, I would get in my vehicle. The road system was so vast that I knowed how to drive a different geographical location and stop and get out and call real loud to get one to answer me. And I knew about when that turkey answered me what kind of location he was in what I was up against, how to call him into me and all. And knowing your territory there is very, very important. And so many people hunt turkeys the same way year-round. And it, your season changes. In, the, in other words, uh, you live in Alabama, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Now, I hunt Alabama each year. When I go to Alabama, most of the time it's in the first of the season. Now, the first of the season, it's normally cold. The leaves are not out real good most of the time. It depends on what part of Alabama. But then it, right. as the season progresses, it gets warmer. You have to dress different, and the leaves are out, and you can hide better. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's the way it is a lot of places you hunt. You have, you have to take into consideration how big your foliage is and how you can hide from the turkey. And land between the lakes, this is a big national recreation area that's public hunting. In the first of the season, and you talked about it a while ago, how big those trees were. 
virgin mm-hmm. timber. Now you don't have a lot of you have a lot of big open woods, and when you sit out on front of a tree and call it a turkey in the first of the season, when there's no leaves out, you know it's tough to call an old turkey up. Maybe a uh, one that's been called to a little and calling him up to you without him seeing. Right. So you've got to hide. You've got to. You've got to. You've got to get hid. You know, and so that turkey can't see you sitting in front of that tree like you you do traditionally, you know, out there just on a regular turkey hunt. So, you know, it's lots of things you have to do different in different places I go. Public hunting ground, I found out one thing. They get educated pretty quick because there's lots of people call them up and scare them or maybe call one up and shoot at him. Now, that turkey, he might be a two-year-old turkey, which is adult turkey. But the next time you try to call him, he's going to act like a four-year-old turkey. I mean, he's going to be an educated dude. He's going to be hard to call up because he's already come once and got shot at. And he's he's going to have to really, really, really do some good calling and sit upright to get that turkey in shooting range again. So that's what you're up against a lot of times in public hunting area. Somebody always told me, said, what about what time do you like to hunt turkeys? And land between the lakes. And I always tell them the first day, because it's just a whole lot dumber. And the leaves might not be out, but buddy, he ain't near near as, as uh, spooky that first day. He will be that twenty fifth day or something, right? Fifteenth day or whatever, you know. But anyway, there's so many variables going into hunting public ground. You call different. You've got to take in consideration. You've got other people after maybe the same turkey you own, and you might that turkey that you just heard gobble, he might gobble to you, and you start calling to him. He goes the other way. You know he's already got call shy and things like that. And I run into that a lot of times. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't have all the answers for that either. <laughs> it's it's tough. It, it really can be tough for the country. But when you kill one, Andy, you can be proud of it. And that's for sure. Uh, yep. You know, the the first turkey I ever called in for myself, I called him in on public land and killed him, and that was uh, that was a happy ride back into town. Was, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can, can imagine that. I've, I've been there. And, you know, you, you said something about a while ago. You know, calling sometimes is not hardly amounts to anything in your success of killing a turkey. Sometimes it might be... 90% or 99% call it. And the next right. time it might not be 2%. But uh, you got to, you know, you, but I do like to call to them. And uh, if I can fool them, you know, it just makes me feel good. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, a lot of people now that I'm, I'm watching how things have changed <laughs> over the years. When I first started public ground hunting, you know, we didn't even hardly have any camouflage. We certainly didn't put a mask on, you know, camouflage mask. Right. Uh, I, I might put some dark colored clothes on. I didn't have any camouflage. And then here, the camouflage era come through, and you got your shoes, your gloves, your face mask, your hat, your gun, your collar, everything you got is camouflage. Right. And 
you know, but when I started, you didn't have all that. And equipment has changed a lot since I started hunting. You know, shells, much better now than they were just a few years ago. Guns, they got these chokes. Much You can kill a turkey a lot further. You call him. Your callers now are good. Every state I go in to hunt or seminars, I run into a bunch of great callers. Right. You know, they've learned that from television and being around other people. And we've got something now that I hope we can keep is a resource. We've got the wild turkey in great numbers. And I hope that we can do keep those. Well, don't, don't take it for granted that we're going to have them forever. But right. you you better appreciate what you got and take care of them. But we've got, lots of, we've got lots of wild turkeys. You know, in the state of uh, Tennessee and Kentucky is two states I live here in close to that I hunt a lot. And I'm not sure. That's not two of the better states I've ever hunted. And I've got to hunt in a heyday in Missouri. And I hunt Alabama for the last 30 years and some of the other states. But uh, these states are just absolutely phenomenal. They are. And, and it's, yeah. it's in how they're managed. Well, they, they, the turkeys, the habitat we got here is hardwood, little uh, small fields in some places where you need them. And uh, got lots of rivers and creeks, things like that where turkeys like to be around. And you made a comment a while ago that is so true. Learn all you can about that turkey. You know, if you'll learn everything about a wild turkey, you can. In other words, what he likes to eat in the first of the season, middle of the season, the end of the season, where he likes to be, where the hens like to nest, how many days a hen set on the nest, does all of them go to set at the same time? Learn all this stuff. Learn why no hen sits on that nest 28 days on the ground and and, and how little she feeds and waters. You know, she sits there and keeps those eggs at a certain temperature from the hatch out. You know, learn all that. Learn why a turkey eats a lot of insects, where he finds this insects. Around these creeks and rivers and things, there's more insects than there's a lot of places. And, you know, if you learn all that, I will guarantee you it'll help you be a better turkey hunter. I, I agree 100% with that, 100%. Thanks for tuning in to part one of episode seven, my interview with Harold Knight of Knight and Hale Game Calls, where we're discussing turkey hunting on public land. Please tune in next week for part two of episode seven, where Harold and I will discuss scouting on public land, tips on where to find late season turkeys, afternoon hunting tips, and we'll talk about some public land safety tips. So thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you next week, and I hope you have a wonderful week.